Team Almy has bona fides. Welcome, everybody, to the Inner Circle Podcast Network presentation of The Slimmer Circle. What's good, everybody? My name is Jason Almy. I'm joined by my wife, Christina Almy. Hey, everyone. Hey. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist. She's board certified and licensed to practice medical nutrition therapy, which means she's smarter than all of us, at least when it comes to nutrition. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist and a master's student in nutrition science at the University of New Hampshire. I say all that to say that we are credible with the topics that we are going to discuss. I also want to mention uh, that this show is brought to you by Almy Be Well, a private nutrition and dietetics practice with several specialties, including weight loss, uh, diabetes management, pre- and post-op bariatric surgery, uh, amongst a few other things. Uh, the internet has a lot of nutrition information. There's a lot of so-called experts out there. Uh, there's a lot of articles on, on HuffPo. There's, there, there's just a lot of crap out there that you got to sift through. But if you've got a legitimate medical condition, something like Crohn's or diabetes, if you've got heart disease, if you use prescription medications, uh, the wrong advice could be a waste of time or worse, it, it could actually hurt you. So uh, consulting a licensed professional is the best way to make sure that you're receiving health advice and nutrition education that's evidence-based. It's based on studies. It's based on research. Uh, it's accepted by the medical community. So go to almybewell.com or email Christina, that's Christina with a C-H, Christina at almybewell.com to learn more. So I want to begin by congratulating our top five, our leaderboard right now for the Slimmer Circle Weight Loss Challenge. Um, We are producing this podcast as a companion piece to a weight loss challenge that we began in the inner circle uh, along with some other podcast friends like uh, the ladies from Zero Fucks Given, What's Up Heather, as well as the, the gentleman from the Heavyweight Chumps. What's up, Maddox? What's up, Devin? Thunder cookies. What's good, y'all? I hope you guys are, are doing a good job losing some weight. So our week three leaderboard has Wutski in the lead still. He's reduced his body weight by 6.6%. Riles Trudy from the Plungeroonies in second place with a minus 4.5%. Oh, Bin Bin rocketed into Ramadan rocketed into the leaderboard. He's at minus 4.3% weight loss. Adam's in the leaderboard, number four, minus 3.8% weight loss. He's doing great. He's on it every single day. And uh, Dutchie, the big news this week, the big news, Duchess Melissa Wutzke broke into the top five. She's rounding out our leaderboard. She has lost 2.3% of her body weight. That's fucking awesome, you guys. You go, girl. Congratulations to you guys on the leaderboard. You guys are doing fantastic, even though you're beating me and I'm not in the top five. I'm upset about it, but you know what? It just lights the fire under my ass to keep pushing. So I'm going to go throw up dinner right after this. Christina. Yes. We're here to talk about some topics with regard to weight loss. So this is a weight loss competition. We want to give people the tips that they need to effectively and healthfully reduce their weight. I was kidding about throwing out my dinner. So mm-hmm. that was not a legitimate recommendation. But today we have some legitimate recommendations for, for how people might go about getting started with, with their weight loss. So what's the first thing you would tell somebody who, who came to you as a professional and said, hey, I'm really trying to reduce my weight? What are some good mm-hmm. first steps? Mm-hmm. 
Um, So I would say the first things I always talk to people about is they have to get honest with themselves about about what they're really eating. So tracking their food is, even though it's a pain, is still found to be one of the best ways or best tools to help people lose weight. Along with that is portion control. Mm -hmm. So getting your portions in check, that can be via scales or measuring cups or whatever, but you're likely consuming more than you think you are. So you need to get, um, you need to just double check your portions way and really start seeing what you're eating. And then third one for me would be hydration. Okay. So I'm surprised hydration wasn't your top spot. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Cause I live with you and I hear about the hydration bit a lot. I would, yeah, it's important, but I would say the other two are, I mean, they're all really important, but in terms of, Weight loss, I think the first two have the greatest impact. Okay. So those would be my... Those are your top three? To start with, yeah. All right, that's podcast, everybody. Thank you. It's a five-minute episode this week. All right, bye-bye. Just kidding. We're going to dig into those top three. So you want to start with number one and uh, kind of break it down. Your first recommendation was to to take an honest appraisal of what you're truly eating, and that starts with food journaling. Mm -hmm. How does that look... For your average person, I mean, if someone who's comes to you and they've never food journaled before, how do you get them started with with the food journaling? Uh, well, they can just pick an app they like, or they can even write it down. An appetizer like uh, mozzarella sticks? Mm. Mm-hmm. No, they uh. can just pick like a whatever program they would like, My Fitness Pal, mm-hmm. or there's a lot of them out there to just start logging their food and being honest with everything they're writing. The weighing and the measuring, I think, would be huge with that. Just so, because mm-hmm. you need to know how much you're eating of what. Um, and a lot of those programs can give you your macros and calorie goals too. Yeah. So um, the apps are free. My Fitness Pal is a really popular one, and that one's all over the place. It's free to download, Android, iPhone user. You have access to it. But then what you're also saying is that in order to tell this program, this app, how much you've got to, you've got to have an honest, idea of how much you're eating. And that's where doing some basic food measurements kind of come into play, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where some, using something like a volumetric measurement, like measuring a cup of rice, um, measuring a half cup of pasta, for instance, would come into play. So trying to keep things kind of simple for folks, I guess. Uh, so it's not, it doesn't seem like it's too intimidating to say you got to go buy a food scale and you got to go buy uh, measuring cups and tablespoons, teaspoons, and then you're going to have to measure every bit and bite. Are there some maybe like ways that folks could do it a little easily, uh, like eyeballing, uh, doing a little bit of volumetric measurement, but like... I love that you're saying volumetric. Yes. Got to get a smart word in there somehow. Got to get my smart word in there. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of tips you can use. I would say eyeballing, no. Because that's where we get in trouble. Research shows if we're overweight, we underestimate how much we're eating. Mm-hmm. If you're underweight, you're overestimating how much you're eating. So the odds are highly against you that if you're just going to estimate, you're going to um, you're going to underscore how much you're eating. So you're eating more than than likely you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are like um, there's a lot you can probably just research online, like the tip of your finger, like tip of your thumb is about a teaspoon of oil. 
the palm of your hand Mm -hmm. would be like three ounces of meat. A checkbook would be three ounces of fish. So you could do stuff like that, like household items to measure. And you don't have to like measure forever, but I call it just calibrate your eyes so that you're more in, so that you're correcting your um, estimations. And then every once in a while, just kind of recalibrate yourself. But so if you measure even for like a week, even a couple days, to get an idea of how much um, a serving size is, I'm sure it'll surprise you. The first time you measure it can be very surprising, like you said. So eye-opening. Yeah, because you think, wow, that's what a cup of rice looks like. Yeah. I've just been piling it onto my plate until my plate looks full. And that could be like three cups of rice. Easily. Yeah, it's very easy to put down Mm -hmm. that amount of That could be like 600 calories right there. Yeah. So I think the first tip is an excellent one. You really have to know how much you're taking in. Otherwise, you cannot manage the calories in versus calories out exactly. dynamic of, of that uh, element of weight loss. Mm-hmm. So the, the first tip is great. And um, just to keep it easy for everybody, download one of the free apps. MyFitnessPal is pretty common, but there are many out there for you to choose from. And then do a little bit of basic measuring. We'll include a link in our show notes to a, a website that details with photographs the the handy measurements that Christina just mentioned where you use your palm, you use your thumb, um, you use other household items like a CD or a computer mouse to kind of visualize what a serving size of different foods might be. Mm-hmm. We'll include a link in our show notes to a, a website that'll really be helpful. And then that way you're not having to get out of food scale when you go over to grandma's for, for Sunday dinner on Easter or something like that, that can be kind of a, a, an onerous task. So uh, at least doing some measuring at home, figure out what a half cup pasta looks like, figure out what a cup of rice looks like, figure out what a cup of cooked vegetables looks like because people tend to overeat the starches and undereat the the vegetables and the fruits. So I think the first tip is a great one. You really have to have an idea of what's coming in. Mm-hmm. Your second recommendation was? Well, it was logging and measuring. Okay, so that's kind of one and two at the same. Yeah. So those go hand in hand. One and two Mm -hmm. kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Your third and final one. um, The water. Yeah, I think this might be the one that kind of surprises people because they might expect you to say something about exercise because we're talking weight loss. But how is hydration important to weight loss? Yeah. I like to use the analogy of... Of So your metabolism, so our bodies are made up of a very high percentage of water and that includes you, um, the, um, like the environment that your metabolic processes, pathways mm-hmm. exist. And so they need to have a lot of water for them to run as efficiently as they need to. So it's similar to or analogous to if you're walking through mud versus walking through a lake, when you're walking through mud, there's a lot of resistance. You're going slow. You're not going to be as efficient versus a lake. It's free flowing. You get a little resistance, but you get the analogy. Yeah. And so when you start hydrating, well, it helps your, um, you actually burn more calories at rest than if you're dehydrated mm-hmm. and it helps your metabolism work as effectively as it needs to. And it's also going to help you not feel as tired. Yeah. Um, it can even fill your belly up a little bit with some volume. That's actually, I think, a, a very important uh, point to make because um, I've oftentimes read that there is some some good credible research that's been done on folks to determine how the the um, the thirst signal is 
often misinterpreted as mm. a hunger signal. Mm-hmm. So people will turn to food when really what their body is trying to tell them is to take yeah. in more fluid and hydrate. Instead, people look at a, a snack or something like that. And what comes to mind is like the midday slump at work. If you work mm-hmm. in an office and you sit, you sit behind a computer, you know, three o'clock rolls around and you feel like I need a, a perk me up. And um, maybe the snack is not what you should be reaching for. Christina, is, is it correct for me to interpret that maybe what you're saying is hydrate well and you may not need that that 3 p.m. pick me up Possibly. as much? Possibly. I mean, I'll, that, I think there's a lot to... Depends on what they be in. Yeah, so it's hard to generalize that, but possibly. um, And the the thirst mechanism is a little bit weak, and if you get a lot of your water or fluids through food, your body can in turn just Mm -hmm. crave food to get the water. Um, And so, yeah, hydrating well can can help that. And so one of the recommendations is if you're craving or if you're getting a little munchy, try drinking some water and see if you were actually yeah. thirsty instead of hungry. Yeah. So have a have a drink of something mm-hmm. um, and then reassess in 10 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever, 15 minutes and see if you're still feeling yeah. hungry. And, and about 70% of adults are chronically dehydrated. So the odds are this is a problem for most folks. On average, females need like 74 ounces. On average, males need about 100 ounces. And that's before exercise, before being in hot temperatures or anything. That's just general hydration. Yeah. So that's not including fluid loss from exercise and such. Yeah. Also mentioning exercise, um, I have read uh, some research that uh, dehydration, going into an exercise session, even slightly dehydrated, so not a severe dehydration, even a mild dehydration can reduce your physical output. Uh, by a substantial percentage. So you're able to do more work and it's a lot safer, particularly in these hot months, if you're hydrating well before doing some physical mm-hmm. activity. Yeah. So what would be the best things to hydrate on? Maybe water. Like, <laughs> I knew you were going to say water first. That's why I said things. Like we're taking water for granted that people should choose water as their primary beverage. Water is great for you. I mean, there's really, there's no drawback outside of those weird uh, radio contests that result in hyponatremia and and, uh, death. You're probably not going to drink water until you die, but water is first. Let's say um, we're dealing with some folks who are not huge fans of water. Have you ever had- Get over it. (laughs) Get over it. Tough love. I like it. (laughs) It's not very MI, but I love it. I love it. I love the tough love. And I agree with you. You got to kind of like, okay, are I'm you- I'm definitely a- playing. But yeah, there are definitely people who don't really like water. Yeah. And I'm also like, do you cut the crust off your peanut butter and jelly? You're mm-hmm. 37. What are you doing? You don't like water. I don't like water. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you're going to drink some water. I know you'd rather have a, a juicy juice. Let me go get a juice box for you. Mm-hmm. Shit. And you might get used to it. You know, if you, the more you drink it, but you can add like fruit, like frozen fruit is one of my favorites to add or That's even like tip. fresh fruit. Um, like lemon or lime, cucumbers. There's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of recipes online to infuse your water. You might get a little bit of some of the water-soluble vitamins that leach yeah. out of the fruit into the water. So that that's not too bad. It doesn't add um, any significant calories at all. Yeah. Um, and there's even some of those squirt. I forgot what the... It's like Mio is a big brand of those, the little squirt guys, yeah. the flavored. Yeah, adds a little flavor, no yeah. calories. So um, you said no calories. I, I get the impression that when we're recommending 
beverages for hydrate for the purposes of hydration mm-hmm. specifically. So we're not talking about like milk to get your protein, to get your calcium. Mm-hmm. We're really talking about like what beverages do you use to hydrate? You're going to recommend, I can feel it, you're <laughs> going to recommend that people avoid beverages that contain calories, specifically sugar. Yes. Okay. For sure. For sure. That would be my recommendation as well. You don't want to be consuming uh, you don't want to be consuming soft drinks. Uh, I'm presuming things like Sunny D or like full calorie. What about something like a Gatorade, Powerade? These are oftentimes mm. seen by people as like, this is a sports drink. This is mm-hmm. good for me, right? What do you feel mm. about that? Yeah, odds are you don't need it. So the research supports if you're going to work out greater than an hour, it's at that point you might start to need some carbohydrate to fuel the workout past an hour. But in general, you do not you, you just don't need a you, um, you don't need the carbohydrates. You have enough of your carbohydrate stores to get through a workout that's sixty minutes or less. Yeah. Um. So it's just going to add extra calories. You're basically going to negate the calories you expended during your workout if yeah. you're rocking a sports drink, and you just don't need it. So for those of you who don't want to drink water, you maybe want something that's got a little flavor to it to drink during your workouts. They do make Gatorade and Powerade mm-hmm. beverages that are zero calorie. Yeah. They don't have any added sugars. So that can be a good compromise. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that especially if we're talking about folks who are whose goal is to lose weight and reduce their body weight exactly. and, and reduce fat, there's no, really no reason to be taking in calories yeah. while you're exercising. Yeah. I wholeheartedly concur with that. I don't think there's any reason to be consuming sugar, especially if your whole point is to burn fat because yeah. what's that glucose going to do when you drink the sugary beverage, your blood glucose goes up, your insulin secretion goes up, and your body is not pulling those triglycerides out of storage to burn those especially if you're doing aerobic activity if you're doing uh, a walk or jog some cardio your body is is you're you're doing that to specifically burn fat aerobically and so drinking a caloric beverage during that time completely undo, undoes your effort unless you're going to be doing like an endurance length yes like a half marathon or something yeah and then you need the calories so if you're doing a half marathon, if you're doing a century, if you're doing a full marathon, hit us up at Christine at almybewell.com. We can talk more personalized recommendations. About sports performance. About sports performance. For you guys who are just general going in for an hour, getting a, a quick workout, doing a little cardio, doing a treadmill, doing a bike, maybe lifting a little bit of weights, grab that Powerade Zero, grab that uh, Gatorade Zero. Uh, there's really no need to be rocking any mm-hmm. calories during that. There's no no re- no need for sugars. I would say the other small um, exception would be if that's all you're going to consume before a workout. So if mm-hmm. you wake up, you're fasting, and for some people, they need a little bit of energy going mm-hmm. into a workout, then have a you know four, six ounces of the sports drink that'll be easily digested. And that's like a different thing. Okay, so and, that's and I would maybe say any... that's okay to give you some of the, you know, because when you wake up, you're likely, or not likely, but <clears throat> your carbohydrate stores are depleted overnight. So okay. waking up and having a little bit of carb in the form of a sports drink would, would be an okay option. You actually said what I was thinking. And um, because I'm diabetic, I check my blood glucose every morning. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. I want to see where I'm starting for the day. And if I'm going to be doing 
any physical activity early in the day and my blood sugar starts kind of low, I don't want to go into a workout with a 75 glucose because my blood sugar is only going to go down through the course of that workout. Mm-hmm. It's going to interrupt my workout to have to treat a hypo. I, I may be better served by having a little bit of some caloric beverage to boost my blood sugar going into the workout. Yeah. So that's a good extenuating circumstance. Yeah. I would say anybody who has any medication that... Um, if they're taking insulin or even some orals that lowers their blood sugar like that, you might need a little something. Yeah. And it's maybe smart to have something like that on hand, even yeah. if you don't consume it, if you begin to feel low blood glucose during your, your yeah. workout. That would be a great topic for a future episode, actually, is talking yeah. about how to uh, handle pre, intra, and post-workout nutrition, especially for special cases like diabetics. I'm yeah. sure there are a lot of diabetics that are trying to exercise to improve their diabetic it's condition. Tricky. And it can be traced, sure can. I mean, I'm, I'm living proof. Yeah. I can attest that it, it can be kind of tricky. Once you're on like insulin mm-hmm. or an oral that has a side effect of yeah. hypoglycemia, because you can be on a lot of meds, not to derail us too far, but a lot of um, diabetic medications don't actually have a risk of hypo. Yeah. So that would be a thing. But, and so going back to just a straight fluid... Um, I mean, even though water is the best hydrator, like if you're drinking milk that does go milk that does go towards your hydration, or if you're eating, you know, soup or something like that, fluid does go towards your your hydration. Yeah, and certain fruits and vegetables that are very there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's water. a lot of yeah high water content, so you'll get some hydration from eating those, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as uh, obviously you can't just eat some tomatoes and, yeah. and call it a day. You need to drink some fluids as well, mm-hmm. preferably water. But if not water, get something that's that's not, no calories. Yeah. I like sparkling water. I know you're not a huge fan, but I like the the lightly flavored, like the mm-hmm. berry or the lime um, sparkling waters because I like the bubbles. And so that can be a good alternative for you folks listening as well. If you don't want to just drink the water, explore some of the options. There's really a ton of stuff that's out there mm-hmm. that's that that is pretty good for you at least yeah. doesn't have any sugars and stuff. So um, if we can boil this down to just a couple, we've got some good advice on hydrating. Mm-hmm. What about tea and coffee? If I if I drink tea, if I drink a little coffee, I've heard maybe that coffee, because of the caffeine content, can be dehydrating. What's mm-hmm. the story there? Yeah. So we used to think that caffeine was a harder diuretic than <clears throat> than it is, but it takes... Uh, you have to consume around 500 milligrams before it has a diuretic effect. That's so right. you can include your your caffeinated beverages. If you exceed 500, it will cause a diuretic effect. But a typical cup of coffee, standard mm-hmm. cup of coffee that most folks have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about the huge thing from Starbucks. It's like 20 ounces. But if you're drinking a normal like 8, 10 ish ounce glass of coffee, mm-hmm. you're looking at 150 ish milligrams mm-hmm. of caffeine. So it's not enough to produce as much diuretic effect as the 10 ounces of fluid that you're taking in with the coffee because the coffee is mostly water. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that can count towards your hydration. Excellent. So uh, your coffee, your tea, despite the caffeine content, will count towards your hydration. As long as you're not going buck wild on the caffeine, if you've heard our caffeine episode, go back to that last episode, listen to our thoughts on caffeine. Um, you can you can get some info there. So hydrate well. That's the first step. If you're trying to lose weight, Make sure you're drinking plenty of fluid throughout the day. And then second, the the, the other two that we discussed were an honest appraisal of what you're eating mm-hmm. and doing some measuring to make sure that you are truly consuming 
what you think you're consuming. You're not mm-hmm. over consuming. Yes, I agree. Yes. Awesome. Well, I, I hope those three tips are very helpful for you guys. Uh, please shoot us an email if you have any questions about any of these health nutrition topics. You can reach Christina at Christina C-H. That's Christina with a C-H at almibewell.com. Almi is spelled A-L-M-E. You can reach me at jason.almi at teamalmi.com. You can contact either one of us if you have questions that you'd like to ask us to to discuss on the show, or if you just want to talk about your special case, please reach out, get in touch with us. Uh, we'd love to, to help you out with whatever nutrition and exercise questions that you might have. Uh, to that end, Almy Be Well is offering a uh, special for the summer. A spring promo. Uh, would you like to tell us about the spring promo? Sure. (laughs) Um, So it includes a meal plan. It includes six virtual calls. So just be over the phone or also video calls. Uh, Duration is 20 minutes each. So six 20 minute calls. Um, And you also get access actually to a logging tool. Um, And you can secure message me or message me through that logging tool. Um, as well, and I'll provide your caloric and and um, nutritional goals as well, and that's one ninety nine. And I do um, work with folks with payment plans on that, so that kind of looks like forty nine down, and then a couple payments of fifty dollars. Cool. So I could uh, theoretically, hypothetically, get in touch with you. I can get a meal plan that'll get me started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll give me cal- caloric and macronutrient goals. Um, I can contact you with questions, uh, and then we can discuss the meal plan and how things are going over mm-hmm. the course of six uh, telehealth calls. I yeah. can talk to you by video or whatever. Yes, video or phone in there. Yeah, secure. Yeah, so wonderful deal for $199. Um, I would I would jump at it, honestly. I might. You take credit card? We, let's talk after this. I'm gonna not your credit card, <laughs> not my credit card, because you pay the you pay the bill on that one too. So <laughs> kind of comes out of your pocket as well. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. This has been the Slimmer Circle. I want to shout out to the Inner Circle Podcast Network that presents this lovely show. We got people like the Hood Diner. We got Sam PC Simmons and More Podcast. We got hashtag No Offense. That's H T N O S H T N O S. We've got uh, the Plunge. Plunger Rooney, and we just added to the squad any podcast. That's any podcast we'll do with Joe Boulay. Uh, we also got our show, Shit Happens When You Party Naked. That's featured on the Inner Circle Podcast Network. You can find all sort of wonderful shows on our network RSS. We've got Comedy is Dead. We've got The Slimmer Circle, and we've got more stuff coming. we got a sports show coming, everybody. Get excited about that. we got more stuff coming for you. Send us your questions. In the meantime, keep grinding. Keep eating good. Get out there and exercise. Don't throw up after you eat. That's not healthy. But fill up a big-ass Nalgene full of water and drink that shit tomorrow, baby. Honey. Yes. We're going to say goodbye to the people now. You ready? One, two, three, go. Peace, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. What's the name of this show that we're doing right now? The Inner Circle. The Slimmer Circle. Slimmer Circle. Let's try that one more time. We're recording the Slimmer Circle right now. I can't wait to release this as bonus content. Mm -hmm.